this is your announcer, Shannon St. Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. Elon Musk announced a lot of changes to Twitter this week, but he still hasn't integrated my suggestion. I keep telling him to institute a golden check mark, if you walk Bob Dylan to the stage in 1966? Who are you? Elon? Our IP live cast starts. Now. Who are you? Who are you? Twitter? Well, welcome to all of our Twitter listeners, all of our Facebook viewers, our YouTube viewers, everyone on Twitch. It's our IP live cast. Episode 695. Rob here with Sid and Darren. Hey. Livecast universe. Livecast galaxy. I'd say. Livecast nation. Wait, isn't you're going down in size? Livecast town. Yeah. Livecast. Uh, Livecast business improvement district. <laughs> <laughs> Livecast closet. We're gonna be at event. Well, Rob. Rob. Well, I've that. already left the closet. Here I am, world. Hello! Hello, <laughs> Livecast Incorporated Township. Livecast Kibbutz? Is that a thing? <laughs> That's it. That was when Noah was on. Was yeah. <laughs> She's actually on the Livecast Kibbutz now. <laughs> We're going to have Noah back on in a few weeks, actually. I've been texting with her. Oh. We're tentatively, tentatively having her back for Livecast 700. Are we in negotiations with anyone else? Uh, there might be a few more surprises. We'll see oh. what's up. Can't wait. I want to ask the others a little closer uh, to, to the date because we're still, I guess, five weeks out or so. Oh, I thought you meant you wanted to, when you were asking them, you wanted to be closer to them, to their face. Oh, physically? No, yes. I don't want to get anywhere near them. <laughs> I understand. COVID is still around. It's true. And they smell. Oh. <laughs> don't say that about Dave Hill. Oops. Oh. <laughs> Um, no, I, that's not a spoiler. I don't know that. I have no idea. Bob might be working on that, but I would have just guessed it. I wasn't, but that was that's a good suggestion. I should oh. hit him up. <laughs> I've been wanting to hit him up anyway. Uh, welcome to the live cast. Of course, you can always chat live. We are live Saturdays noon ish Eastern noon ish a little after a little after noon. Yes, <laughs> and. Quite. uh and uh, you could chat with us on Twitch and on YouTube. And, you know, if you listen to the archives or watch the archives on YouTube, uh, you can always hit us up, RIPLivecast at gmail.com with a voice memo or just feedback or thoughts or questions, whatever you want. Because I feel like you know us a lot better than we know you. And that's kind of scary to me sometimes to think about. I would like to say before we get into any of our topics today that uh, I have, as I mentioned, a college class that I'm in. And there is a WhatsApp uh, that we have for the class, all the members of the class, so we can collaborate on things. And I played our uh, bit uh, of Andre the Giant uh, doing puppetry with his penis. Oh, no. And it was a big hit. <laughs> wow. What, oh, what, how did that come up? Yeah, we would, it's a ch so it goes off the rails sometimes. We talk about other things, you know, the movies we've seen or whatever, and it just happened to come up. I just said, oh, here's I, I mentioned about, like, you know, I mentioned being on a show. That's also, I gave him, like, it's just like an example of something that we talk about. Are your classmates <laughs> all watching live right now? Do you want to say hi to them? 
They may. I don't know. I don't. I, I doubt it. But hello, if you're if you're listening, <laughs> no one really expressed. Hey, I gotta listen to this now. But they just didn't want a fanboy out. But privately, they were very <laughs> excited. It's certainly possible. Well, if you're one of Darren's classmates, email us repalivecast at gmail dot com. Send us an anonymous tip on what he's like in the WhatsApp. <laughs> I'm much more interesting in the actual class than in the WhatsApp. No accidental uh, dick pics. No. Very careful. No, no tube in it during the class because no, the class is a, it's a virtual class, right? You're all on Correct. Zoom. Yes, the Zoom class. Mm-hmm. Now, does everyone leave their camera on? Uh, I might have asked this. Already. No, hardly anybody. A few of them do. It's probably well. This happens to be a small class. There's about twelve people in this class, so I would say four or five of them have their camera on the whole time, and the rest don't. But that's really atypical of the classes I've been in. So I've been doing this since COVID happened. So three years, two almost three years, and the, almost everybody leaves their camera off all the time. Do all you leave your camera off? I leave it on all the time. I'm like one of the very few people that does that. Because I'm used to it. I think these are just like mostly early 20s people that don't. They're kind of like, they just want to go to school and keep their head down. Like I have a podcast every week with my camera on. But doesn't natural. everyone in their early 20s have a podcast or a YouTube show <laughs> or a TikTok that's thriving? They're I don't think so. Well, maybe they're working on their TikTok while the class is going on. That's why that, the camera's off. Ah. That's a good point, Rob. No, I think that's, I mean, it, it seems like that because TikToks are ubiquitous. But I think most people are just like, they just want to watch their anime and like be left alone, you know? <laughs> they don't, they're, very, they're very insecure. And like the teacher will they'll sometimes like chide them for not, like they, they always have the same speech. It's like, I can't, I can't make you put the camera on because it's the law, but I really strongly encourage you because like they're used to teaching in a lecture hall or something. And yeah. They're not used to this. And like, I don't know anyone's actually listening to me. They could be snoozing at their desk. Yeah. You so. don't see people's responses to mm-hmm. your, your quips. Yes, exactly. There's, there needs to be like a filter that. where it, you could have the camera on, but you appear as like a cartoon. Uh, like maybe like it turns you into like a Simpsons animation or something. They have that on on uh, Apple FaceTime actually. The like you can make a, a like an emoji of yourself, and mm-hmm. it's just like it takes over your your face, and it it recognizes your expressions and will like translate them. See, I feel Doesn't like it, that's the perfect like compromise because then it's not at, nobody's actually seeing you. Like you're not going to be able to recognize somebody on the street based on their like emoji avatar or whatever but it's still something that's alive and moving so the teacher sees yeah that you're there they don't actually see what you look like but it's a representation so i feel like that that would be the compromise move but that probably you'd have to like pay for like the deluxe version or something and nobody's going to want to do that listen they don't even want to pay for the course materials because <laughs> a lot of this is watching movies and it'll be yeah. like almost every they're fairly new movies and it's like it's three ninety nine on Apple TV or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? and they don't. They're like, "Oh, come on!" Like cheaper still- than a textbook. Uh, of course, it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's no textbook. But really, though, I mean, if you take a step back, both things are kind of like you. You are you're already paying for the class. You shouldn't be have to pay for anything uh, oh, above it. I completely agree, Rob. I cre- completely agree. It should it should be ac- even if it costs three ninety nine on Apple TV, it should be made usable for academic purposes. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there should be an exception, but nope, my school is very cheap. Well, 
you get the good deal on the tuition you gotta it's like it's like getting those, those good like like the spirit airlines oh it's a cheap flight but you don't get anything in addition right. to it well the school is very good like the, yeah the, it's more the of a jet blue. it's great. more of a jet blue. yeah it's just yeah the the the, uh, the accoutrement are not uh very involved or uh or generous let's put it that way yeah like i was always blown away uh when you would hear about these bigger institutions that uh, with incoming freshmen, they get a free laptop, like usually a free like MacBook or whatever. And I'm just like, what the fuck? But then you realize the laptop costs what? Two grand, maybe three grand the most. Like if it's like a, you know, just decked out. That's probably. Uh, uh, and tuition. <laughs> For, for these schools cost yeah. like 50 grand a year so it's, it's like so it. over the over four years that's 200 grand so that's like you know one percent of the that's tuition like, they're giving back to you in, in the form of a laptop that's like you buy a pair of headphones and they give you a shopping bag basically that's yes <laughs> exactly that's a great analogy <laughs> like they give you a fancy like like yeah reusable shopping bag, like a reusable tote for your 500 dollars <laughs> headphones exactly that's the equivalent i i think uh most higher institution learning is bullshit like i i, I will say like i think uh city universities i think that they're fine like if they're not should all like brooklyn college great great education cheap whatever and and all that uh but uh otherwise like i don't see the point in going to one of these like harvard things. you mean yeah i mean if you're if your family can afford it it's sure. entirely it's <laughs> entirely uh like wearing name brand jeans that's the best yeah what i'm trying to say is i don't see the point in going into lifelong debt yeah to go to these schools when for you sure. can go to a school for 10 percent of the cost it might you you know what it is actually like as I'm saying this like I, I'm trying to to see what a elitist snob would respond no 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 what <laughs> what a counterpoint would be and it would be like what you're really paying for beyond the name brand jeans is access to other rich people and other people in this you're, you're paying for the networking essentially mm -hmm. you're paying for the professors and who they know and who they can recommend you to and also the networking among classmates because eventually these people will go on to uh work at places that you want to work and they'll remember that you weren't a piece of shit or that you were a piece of shit yeah but and we need that <laughs> we need that no that, that was what i meant by name brand jeans that was like shorthand for i went to this school like you need me like that's it doesn't really add anything to your education but it adds something to your resume yeah but yeah i i, I was never particularly concerned with that myself Darren, uh, T-Tam has a question for you in the chat. Wants to know if you've watched the Weird Al movie yet. You're muted. The answer is no. I haven't watched it yet. We are going to watch it, uh, I think, on our Patreon, correct? We're going to review it. We're going to watch it. it on our own independent study time, and then we will get together and talk about how amazing it is. I've already had one friend reach out to me and say, Sid, you have to watch this movie. It's so fucking good. So. really do you trust yeah. that yeah that's someone you trust about uh it is a friend who likes a like likes more things than i like oh. but i on this i i for sure believe the praise 
I think I've seen I, only good good reviews of the yeah. movie, and in fact, like certain people, certain people who I follow, who I'm not going to say like, oh, I follow their word religiously, but I will say they're pretty cranky with their reviews. I've seen even like cranky people be like, oh, this is this is very funny and good. So yeah, I'm excited. In the coming days, I feel like we will all have seen it. I feel like my my input uh, has to be might be different from the two of yours because I'm like a weird Al acolyte. Yes. So I might be looking at different things than, uh, but I still think I'm, I'll be capable of enjoying it just for, as a piece yeah. of art. But I just, I feel like I'm going to like, I'm going to have, I, I might be picking it apart for things other people don't care about is what I'm trying to say. The thing with this though, is I don't think it's like supposed to be like a true, like this is his actual story. It's supposed to be oh, that sort of absurdist. I know, but I, know. I could still envision, and I'm not judging, prejudging it at all, but I could envision myself being annoyed by certain things uh, in it, even though it's a parody, mm -hmm. like even though it's Naked Gun style. So I'll yeah, see. Yeah. I'll, I will see, but I, I'm going to go into it. I'm expecting it to be good. Let's put it that way. Same. I'm expecting, I'm setting my bar high. I'm not afraid to do that because Weird Al oversaw the project. and I Yeah, he co-wrote it, right? Yeah, uh, that I didn't know. I, I just so. saw it, but... Oh well, in that case, I'd see the bar is even higher because I I trust him. I feel like the, the incidents or the or the times in history where he's done something shitty, although there are they are there, uh, are very low. So yeah, on so the Cam IMDb says, it says him and the director oh. Eric Appel co-wrote the movie. Okay, what did Eric Appel do? What else did he do? Uh, mostly TV. He did Brooklyn. He's directed Brooklyn Nine Nine episodes, New oh. Girl. I see. Uh, yeah, uh, Tam says he puts it up there with Walk Hard and Pop Star. Two very good music. I, I loved Walk Hard. Didn't like Pop Star all that much, but I, didn't I liked it. Pop Star more than I thought I would. Uh, yeah, I went in with very low expectations, and it far exceeded it. But I, I won't say it's. I liked Walk Hard more than I liked Pop Star. For that's sure. a classic yeah. for me. Yeah. That's one of my yeah, favorite movies. That's of the, the last it's 10 really years. up there. Very, very quotable. Very iconic scene. Great soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Best scene about marijuana in a movie, maybe <laughs> at least the in the last twenty years. Uh, no, the one where uh, uh, Dewey w walks into the room where he sees the rest of his band smoking weed for the first time, uh, and he's like, "Oh, it, it makes you feel great. Oh, is it addictive? No, but you don't want this." <laughs> and then he's saying like all the great things. Is it Meadows? Was that the one? Yeah, like Meadows. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then, of course, they escalate the joke because then the next time he walks in the room, they're doing cocaine or Heron yeah, or that's right. whatever they do. I think uh, and those are, those are not fresh drugs. Oh. Well, they should have got some fresh ones. Then it would be okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe then it would have been all right. They wouldn't have gotten as addicted if it was fresh heroin. Yeah, you need it when it's still warm from the oven. <laughs> it's Freshly baked. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, I wanted to talk about what was going on on Twitter this week, because for me, Twitter is my biggest online addiction. I spend probably three hours a day on it. I'm not exaggerating, probably more. Uh, and, uh, this week, Elon Musk, it was his first full week in control. I believe last Friday might've been the day when he took control of the company. 
you may I think we discussed this on the show. He walked into the offices with a holding a sink, barely ho- clinging onto the sink, uh, and uh, said, "Let that sink in." So fucking corny. <laughs> Which oh just God. it's it's really a shame that the world's biggest billionaire is the world's worst social media poster. He's so bad at posting. Like his jokes, his sense of humor is like it's stuck in like 2005. Like he like he's he is the epitome of a Michael Scott meme. You yeah. Know? Fair. I agree. And uh I'm personally uh I, I can't quite put into words how I feel about this. I'm very emotional. No, you no. mean about <laughs> uh, specifically about the Twitter acquisition. Right. About the acquisition and what's been going on this week, but I, I will say I just I don't li- I I am very wary. I don't like it, and there are signs to show me that my favorite social media network is going to be like wait Lamgoat. He bought Lamgoat too. <laughs> no, he didn't buy Lam. <laughs> oh, but that Twitter is going to be oh, a graveyard. Oh. Might be a graveyard pretty soon. So there's a ton of stuff he did this week. So, uh, it, first of all, I think his worst uh his worst feature is his shotgun management style well and and his like weird social interactions but beyond that but like his shotgun management style like everything going on with the the check marks this week Mm -hmm. first i remember on monday at like eight or nine o'clock p.m or a.m what are you gonna do puppet truth or (laughs) (laughs) eight or nine o'clock p.m uh a tech blog reported that he's going to open up verification for everyone for 20 bucks a month and that even and that like everyone will have to pay and verified users will have 90 days to join the program or they would be losing their check marks. Now, for me, I always thought that the uh, check mark thing was really overblown and i say this as someone who desperately wanted to check <laughs> but well help but, help you professionally i understand yes that. yeah for I, I want well yeah professional but also the ego like, is it ego too egotistically <laughs> sure i like i'll be i'll be in front of it yeah it, it was, was kind of that as well I was trying to give you an out right? uh blew it but i mean i mean yes logistically there is a professional aspect to why i would want it but th- there is also like a a credibility a credibility aspect to it but which in I feel in a way was the uh, kind of inefficiency of the verification program. The whole reason for verification, it wasn't supposed to be a set. Its initial intention was not a status symbol. It was just because there were so many scammers going around saying they were like fucking, you know, whoever and like getting fans gullible fans who don't understand how the internet works to just send them money because they're pretending to be <laughs> you know uh megan fox or whatever well it did uh, it, it was it, it was to prevent impersonation which to be yes. fair it does and i and i am someone who thinks blue checks are uh all, all on balance a negative thing but i do think one of the good functions that they still do is they do prevent impersonation to yes. this day uh, they have a lot of negative side effects, uh, but I think they prevent impersonation. And if you remove them without replacing it with some other similar thing, there will be rampant impersonation yeah. again. In fact, yes. people are already doing it. Like people that have legitimate blue checks are doing it as a joke now to mm. in protest the removal yeah. of the blue checks, which is incredibly funny to me. Yeah. Like, so 
you know, there's been a lot of people that just change their name because you can change your display name and your profile photo all you want and you'll keep your check mark. The only way you lose your check mark is if you change your handle because your handle is what's verified to being you. But, you know, right. your your display name, you know, you could ch change it for the season or whatever. It's fun. It's whimsical. <laughs> but it's also when you're on a website of this scale, it could be abused. Uh, and so that's why I think like it's stupid. So his idea was like, oh, this is a, he only saw it as a status symbol. And which is such a small like I think who this will really affect is verified, you know, uh, scientists and doctors and like people like that who you actually want to see that. Oh, this is actually the person who they claim to be uh, or like the, the town hall of a small city or something like, you know, that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like they shouldn't have. I mean, they certainly have the eight dollars a month. I'm, it's not even about. Right. the the payment it's just that there should be a payment at all and the way he's looking at it is just uh i i sank so much money into this yeah. fucking thing <laughs> he overpaid for twitter was worth 25 billion and he paid 44 billion right and the thing is he took out loans against his other company tesla so if twitter starts tanking oh it doesn't make this money back his loans are going to default and his Good. other companies are going to start thanking and it's going to be a he's created a very big problem for himself and he's only making it worse because so here's what happened so uh going off of too many but so this is happening but the way they're presenting the information is so bad because it's all through leaks uh which i'm sure they would rather not have but they're it's because Nobody feels any loyalty to him because of his management style. So it comes out that it's going to be $20. Everyone's like, this is ridiculous. No one's going to pay for this. The next morning, uh, somebody uh, on the Twitter team puts out a poll. How much would you pay to be verified? And, you know, like 95% of people said they weren't going to pay. But if you know anything about fucking startup culture, they're immediately throwing away those those like I will not pay results. Like, granted, that's not who they're marketing to. For the people that did pay, most people said they would pay somewhere between five and ten dollars. So then he realized, oh, twenty dollars is too much. And then an hour or two later, Stephen King, <laughs> famed lib author Stephen King, <laughs> tweets something like, uh, "You know, you should be paying me." Which I agree. Like, like that's the other thing. Verified. Uh, accounts provide free content for Twitter for other users to interact with and create more content for them, more places to drop their shitty fucking ads, and <laughs> and like they're they're going to charge the people creating them content. It doesn't make sense, right? Uh, and well, so so wait, so Stephen King says you should be paying me, and then and then Elon Musk responds to Stephen King, "How about eight dollars? <laughs> we have to go. We have to pay the bills. We have to pay the bills somehow. Like we're supposed to." fucking sympathy for this the world's richest man who made the world's worst business yeah. deal hey man i gotta make back my 44 billion somehow right well he's a buffoon and i but i this is a recurring theme i've seen with elon musk is that he will often uh when he makes his brain dropping statements off the cuff in public he will identify something that's a real problem that i can say oh i agree with you that makes sense. And then he will have a solution that is incredibly <laughs> fucking stupid yes. and solves nothing. 
So that's and what happened here. 80 other problems. That's what happened here. I think there's a real problem with blue check marks. I think there are people now who have been anointed as a blue check, at which is the blue check in this instance is serving in the capacity of this is someone you should trust. So like journalists, uh, people in think tanks, stuff like that. And they use the prominence of the blue check to disseminate shitty information and warmongering and austerity, like, you know, starving poor people to death and all that stuff. And then you go, oh, it's a blue check. So I think that's a valid thing. The solution, dummy, is not to make people just be able to buy one. That's making it worse. Now anybody can do the same thing that these horrible people are doing. Now anyone can buy their way into uh, the appearance of authenticity. Right. Well, look, we're going to know it's going to launch, I believe, on Monday, because that was the deadline he set for these programmers, half of which he fucking <laughs> yeah. dipped out. But this was another thing that really, really bothered. Me. And I mean, like, look, I don't have any like this has no uh, this has no uh, bearing on me, like personally or professionally. I just think it's really, really fucked up, like uh, that he canned half the workforce and the way he did it was in the shittiest most impersonal way possible which is they sent out an email like late third first of all there's been rumors that he was going to cut all week he hadn't talked to the entire he hadn't talked he barely talked to any of the staff most of the people on staff never talked to him they get the most impersonal email thursday night at 8 p.m say saying like total corporate speak of like as you know we have to reduce staff to like you know become profitable like they give a fuck uh and so here's what's going to happen Tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern, if you get an email at your Twitter.com email address, that means you have your job. If you get an email at your personal account, that means you lost your job. And then it was like, if you haven't heard from us by 5 p.m. East uh, Pacific time, then you can email us, but don't contact us before that. So you basically had to wait the whole workday <laughs> to be like, am I losing my job? Like, what's going on? And then not only that, at midnight Pacific Twitter employees were reporting that they got hard logged out of their computers, of their of their like Twitter accounts and, and just like kicked out before even getting the notice of being fired. That's how they found out they were fired, mm. that their that their credentials just stopped working after a minute. It was like it's just so heartless, you know. Like these are these are human beings. These people, like they didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just because he decided that the company's too bloated. Now, Rob, hard logged out is my favorite computer theme porn. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to mention one other thing: the way how they decided who, like this. The other thing about this is I, I kind of wish there was another season of Silicon Valley because it could just uh, be about this. All of this is essentially the HBO show Silicon Valley. So yeah. at first, to decide who they would fire, at first, all the managers gave directives that people had to start printing out code that they wrote to, to bring to these Tesla engineers that Musk brought in to review everyone's code, right? They like basically took errors or... Like to For see what? if you're if you're up to snuff. But here's the thing. Do you understand how fucking dumb it is to have printouts of like uh commercially viable co like this is important <laughs> like proprietary. 
pr- proprietary. Thank you. Proprietary information. That's the yeah. I finally for. got to use that word correctly. Uh, so, uh, achieve. so maybe an hour or two after they sent this directive, they were like, "Please immediately shred <laughs> all printed oh, out oops. code because hey, we really shouldn't have this floating around. Uh, you get in the wrong hands." It's like the Three Stooges running a gigantic yeah. company. So then they decided to rank all the engineers by lines of code that they have written. And the more lines of this, this is like how a totally many engineers thing. do you have like an estimated number of people that did this? Like, well, is it dozens? Of, is it hundreds? Is it thousands? Like they let how? go of 3000 people. Jeez. So, <laughs> so it had to be thousands or, or, or wow. hundreds at least. So they ranked, they ranked all the engineers by lines of code that they've written. But let me explain to you why this is so stupid. The whole point of writing clean code is to write as few lines as possible. Right. So if you're writing more lines, that, like you could argue that that person is a worse coder because it's more inefficient because it requires more code, more like going through each line to like get get to the thing. But but you can't uh, even argue that because you can also say this person wrote good, tight, efficient code for 30 years or whatever. So really it's just completely irrelevant the amount of code like you know either yeah exactly the, the it makes the, no the sense lines, to do this at all the line the the quantity <laughs> is is irrelevant to how efficient it is right. but that's how they were ranking it so so they so and the people with the least amount of written code they were on the chopping block and the <laughs> uh, the thought process here from like engineers that i follow is like they don't realize how like they're punishing people who took a little longer to write more efficient code. And they don't realize that a lot of these people that they let go, they like, they probably wrote the building blocks of Twitter that nobody else understands. So there's going to be a point where somebody like pulls a switch and and, like, like the whole dominoes fall down and nobody will know how to fix it because nobody is there to know like how to fix these things. Cause when you run, a website this big you're building on top of legacy software you, you know like you have to build they're working on code from 15 years ago but now they fired all the people that were there 15 years ago so when they fuck this up there will be no one to fix it what about jack jack he got fired well jack left actually and he posted an apology today and i swear when i saw this i was like oh cool he's gonna apologize for, for anti-semitism uh, no. <laughs> oh, that's He's, that's a different. He linked to a different. movie that yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jack's going to apologize for uh encouraging Elon Musk to buy Twitter. But no, he apologized for growing the company too quickly. <laughs> sorry I did too good a job, guys. Yeah. So, I wrote, sorry I, put I wrote so much debt that then Musk had to chop everything. I wrote a f- code that was too efficient. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we'll see. So Jack allegedly, allegedly, this new verification system launches on. Oh, and, and and beyond that, like the day after Musk took over, racist language on the site blew up. And to be fair, it's not like they changed. I don't think they pulled the anti-racism filter no, or I anything. Think they, just, they just people are excited that Elon yes. Musk took over. Yeah, yes. racist. And he, and here's like they let go of most of their content moderation team. Mm. And but now, I also think, do you think that some element of it is that like stupid people 
think that Elon Musk changed everything on the first yes. day and now yeah. they're allowed to say the N-word? For yes, sure. Yes, 100%. And it's still not allowed. For now. Right. I mean, those, count, those accounts are getting suspended and eventually pulled, but uh, it's just, I don't know, it's a mess. To get rid of your content moderation, I mean, the content moderation was something that needed improvement on Twitter. And but not by song. cutting and people. I, but yeah, cutting people is not the way. And then, so then all these advertisers pull out. And, and you know how I feel about pulling out. Uh, oh, no. I, I don't I actually. It. Yeah, oh. I support it. But I mean, it's not, there's no pregnancy uh, threat. You can just have fun. Sure. Oh, I mean, I support not pulling out as well. <laughs> oh, you mean pulling it just in general for the general, not just yourself, you mean? Yeah. Oh okay. Oh, the method. It's I. I feel for for uh, hetero couples. It's it's probably a little unsafe. <laughs> uh, but but uh, depends uh, what you're pulling out of. <laughs> uh, good point. Good point. Didn't mean to um, derail the topic. I was just curious. <laughs> but so now okay, this conversation so, is. Would this be blocked on Twitter, or is this a conversation <laughs> okay now? Well, what's so funny is you know Elon Musk talking about free speech. All these people impersonating Elon Musk mm -hmm. got suspended. Oh, really? So, <laughs> same rules are in place. Yeah. I mean, it is against the terms of conditions to impersonate somebody else. So, uh, Rob, uh, how do, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. How do you feel about hard logging out? Is that uh, as, a, as a method? <laughs> I'm all about hard logging in, honestly. <laughs> stay, just stay in there. Don't, don't, uh... yeah, yeah. Have it pulse in there a little bit. Let them really feel it. Mm. Um, but I wanted to I wanted to make mention of two more things on this because of how uh, silly it is. I'm trying to find this, these tweets from uh, Kara Swisher, who is a tech reporter. But OK, so now he's complaining about advertisers. He's saying because of like leftist activists, advertisers are pulling out. But really, advertisers are pulling out because they don't know what the fuck is going on. And they don't want their ads next to tweets that just have the N word. You know, reasonable <laughs> content moderation is very important for these advertisers. So he apparently had he apparently like there were all these companies that that do their upfront sales. And Twitter apparently didn't do any upfront sales last because this uh, convention was last month. They knew Musk was going to buy them. So they didn't even bother going to the upfronts to get commitments on ad sales for next year because they didn't even know what they could sell. Yeah. They didn't know what the product was going to be. So they were already behind on that. Then Musk comes in and all these advertisers are wary. Some start pausing their campaigns. He got on a call with like all the big advertisers. He got on a conference call with all their marketing officers. And he was, he was like, oh, you know, moderation is really, really important for us. And then that day he cuts the entire moderation staff. So advertisers are like, hey, we're going to pause because we don't know what's going on here. We don't, again, we don't want our ads next to hateful hateful speech. It looks bad for our brand. It's not even, a, I don't even, like people say this is a political thing. It's not. It's a making money thing. Of course. <laughs> they have decided, they have realized it, it will affect their bottom line to have their ads next to this stuff and they don't want it. And they're exercising their freedom of speech by doing that. And so after they see this, they pause it. Musk posts that tweet about, uh, how it's activists blocking these advertisers. And then one of the marketing guys on the phone call from earlier in the day starts tweeting him 
Uh, it has nothing to do with leftist activists. It has to do with content moderation. We don't want uh, you know, exactly what I was just saying. And then Musk blocked that guy. <laughs> There's some content moderation for you right there. He's yeah. Hands on. He, he hard logged himself out of that conversation. <laughs> He didn't change the guy's handle to like pedo 1999 or something like that. <laughs> Don't give him any well, ideas. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to start doing that. Well, then like some right wing guy was like, you should call out these advertisers and we should go on a mass ban. And Musk's like, I might have to go thermonuclear on them, which I like he he is just consistently doing the wrong thing because if you're one of these advertisers and you get threatened like this, why would you want to work with this guy? Yeah. Well, in his mind, his pea brain, he's going to say, well, Twitter is such a powerful resource that they're going to be forced to advertise here. But I don't think that's true. Yeah. So, first of all, I don't these... think it's effective for advertising. It's effective for marketing, but you have to do. Right. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just like, all right, we'll marketing. just put this budget towards more Instagram and Facebook ads. And exactly. Stuff, or TikTok, where yeah. it's actually, you know. TikTok ads, I have to say, are really uh, of the uh, of the ones that even to skip through it, you have to watch like a second or two of it before you realize it's an ad. So it's absolutely the most effective. Or can just go to Spitter or Chitter or whatever Jack designs all these coders that they fired. Whatever <laughs> it's going to be identical to Twitter and not related to Elon. Is all these journalists are talking Mastodon? about Mastodon. Yeah. yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I, I mean, to be fair, I haven't used it since like Mastodon was the this network when. Uh, like, I think this was around either January 6th or maybe like in the November before January. Like during one of those like right wing kind of moments, everyone was like, we got to get off Twitter. It's too, it's too wacky. Everyone like got on Mastodon. Okay. Like the other, I mean, like liberal left. Yeah, yeah. Like a reverse parlor. Like everyone got, and I remember I went, I'm like, this is awful. I'm not fucking, get out of here. Is the band so, involved in any way or no? No They way. should no, sue. No. Shouldn't they, they sue? I agree. I agree. Get They're much get... better in quality than the social network. Get Bran on the phone right now. Let's Bron. Get Bron on the phone right now and let's talk to him about this. Bron Strowman. Get him on the phone too. <laughs> yeah, he... in Saudi Arabia right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Mastodon. <laughs> he sounds like a Mastodon. <laughs> so yeah. But uh it's been good online gossip, online drama all week. Good. A good time for posting if you're not Elon Musk, because there's been a lot of hilarity on Twitter as a result yeah. of what's going on. But who do you think he eventually sells it to in like three I, weeks? Right. So I think that he's going to have to. He's going to get so he's going to realize how much work this is and just get bored, you know, and not want. And and the I think the worst thing about this compared to like Tesla or SpaceX or any of his other companies that are just being carried by government subsidies is this is a far more public facing company and he is more exposed as a buffoon than he's ever been in his life. I don't think, I think more people see hit like the emperor with no clothes right now, him being the emperor, the Elon with no clothes. Mm. What a terrible ooh, visual. Uh, and, and that's kind of fun. I like that though. Yeah. <laughs> that more people are seeing what a dipshit he is. Is this, Oh, is it worth it to sacrifice your favorite uh, platform? No, that no, it's not worth it. I would rather not. I'm honestly very mad. Uh, like, it, it, not very, again, I'm not very, it's putting things in <laughs> relative terms here. But uh, if there's anyone to blame for this, it's Jack Dorsey, the Jack, the uh, 
founder of Twitter because he was the one that pushed for this. It could have just, they could have just went on their way and it would have been fine. You know, like they would have been doing what they were doing and they were making improvements. They, they were just going a little slowly. Like this year, they added a lot of cool things that I like. I like circles. I like that they have these little inner communities where you could only, only the people in the circle can see the tweets. And even if you reply, it's only in that circle. Good way to gossip amongst friends. Isn't there, they're also just like texting or like G chat sure, for that? But on Twitter. But these are people I don't text with. That yeah. I my my whole interaction with them is just like these are just like fellow wrestling fans who I would consider friends, but my whole relationship to them is on Twitter. All right. So you that's could the all... thing. Like, yeah. like I like I use like Twitter is unlike any other social network because it's so text based that I feel like there's no like there's nowhere else to have this kind of community. Uh, that's the real bummer about it. There's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna miss I, it. it. It's uh, well, honestly, at least for me, I have noticed. Other than people complaining about Elon Musk being a dipshit, my Twitter experience <laughs> is completely unchanged this week. But it well, has he didn't do anything yet. yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's just so, talking about what he's gonna do. I'll panic when I actually see negative change. So far, nothing has changed. So I'm just proceeding as if everything will be fine, and he'll well, be out of there before he does too much damage. But also, the, well, there's Hopefully. two things. First, my first well, thing is that, you know, you're going from one shitty master to the other. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like it was run by wonderful people beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, if something that disastrous does happen, there'll just be another Twitter. Like, it's yeah. just going to be a different name, but it'll be the same bullshit, you know? Someone will... it's, it'll just be the annoyance of having to refind all the people you followed on one Right. And then find them on the next one. But once that's done, yeah, it's like, all right. Yeah. You'll have one week where you gotta gather all your all your contacts and then yeah. you're done. Yeah. Same shit. It'll probably be better. Yeah. I hope. I hope. And that's Please. like worst case scenario. Best case scenario, nothing changes. Twitter stays being fine and he's gone and not owning it. I think it's gonna months. change. They they can half of their staff. It's gonna change. <laughs> you know, like this is an irreversible chemical change as they say in the in the chemistry world but as long as they're not booting the people that i follow and the people that i follow don't delete their accounts then yeah so far i don't need the comments anyways but we'll see huh so much so far there hasn't been too much of an exodus of people i enjoy uh that use the program so Um, hope for the best but of course you could follow us on twitter yeah, we have good tweets. RIP a live cast, and uh, you can hang out with us on the Twitter machine, or or Facebook, <laughs> or Instagram. Yeah, we're on all. And you could chat with us on Discord. Yeah, we're on there all the time. Come hang out. The invite link is at ripalivecast.com. We don't have a Tic Tac yet. We don't have a Tic Tac. Tic Tac is hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that hard. You got to You actually have to put effort into it. <laughs> well, we don't put effort into what we do. Well, I don't. You have to like record yourself. I feel like that's way. Are more we not doing that I... as we speak? Yes, but then we'd have to format this for TikTok. It's a it's a vertical video format. This is a horizontal video. So just flip us on our side, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's we're fine. worth turning your phone around yeah. ninety degrees. Sid's got it figured out. Yeah, easy. 
I, I've watched some some TikTok. It doesn't look like it takes that much effort. <laughs> Just Agreed saying. I think it takes effort to if all right. It would take effort to take our videos. And turn them into TikTok mm-hmm. videos. It doesn't take any effort to just record a TikTok with your phone. So, Darren, all. you are volunteering to launch our TikTok oh. page. <laughs> no, I mean, if if you'll all do it with me, sure. I'm not doing. Oh well, it sounds that it sounds like that that would require our effort. It would take one third the effort for you to do it. So, don't push it on me. I'm saying it takes too much effort. <laughs> I want you, I want all the effort to be in your cart, buddy. Nope, just on principle. No, what I'm what I'm saying is, they make a lot of people make very shitty TikToks. Is what I was trying to say. Yeah, and, and it's it, it's very certainly there's plenty of shitty TikToks that go viral. But in order to maintain an active, growing TikTok account, you have to actually put a lot of work into it. That's what I'm saying. How do they and, get and music the to play in their videos? Uh, they just have you could just do with TikTok. Uh, it's like they have licensing deals with uh <laughs> that's so funny music streaming so it says how do you do a tiktok well you just do a tiktok <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean what am i what, what didn't i answer there's a feature there you could just pick music like right like i know do a you, search you, your answer was literally you just do a tiktok hmm. <laughs> like, rob is, is offended rob has like, had what enough is the word, what does the word chair mean you know a chair it's a, it's but, another chair I just say you just do it. I didn't say I didn't say TikTok in my answer. You're putting words in my mouth. I'm gonna re- rewind the videotape. You said you do it through TikTok. Uh huh. I think what it is though is that they have like a they have like a Spotify system where like you say yes. I search for it and it gives you a track and that way yes. it's licensed automatically mm-hmm. and you're using licensed music in your in your videos. That's why you can, exactly you can play all this stuff. But also, you can if you edit the video outside of the TikTok system and you bring in an edited video, you can throw whatever audio you want in there. And like the copyright recognition is very flawed, so you can get away with whatever. It's not like on YouTube where it's instantly claimed by that artist or whatever. That's all. It seems like it's a lot of work. You got to pre-edit stuff and then load it, and then you have filled yourself over. See. It and- See, I never said it wasn't. No, oh, I mean it's if you can do anything in an involved way, I think. But yeah. you can also do it you, if you just want to have a TikTok account with some videos on it. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. It's I guess hard. I just don't see your vision, Darren. So that's why when we start the live cast TikTok, you should take the lead and do like the first. You set five, the template, and then we could five. Follow. Yeah, exactly. Once we see like, oh, this is easy, okay. then we we could contribute. How about this? I'll come up with a plan, and then the two of you can do the very easy plan that I implement. So no. I love this, Darren. You're saying something is very easy to do, but yes. then you're making us do it. Well, you so you don't want to you don't want to have a TikTok? Is that what you're saying, Rob? You're against TikTok? No, I want you to show me the way. Show okay. me the way, Dad. I'll okay. I'll make one TikTok video to show you how easy it is, and then you mm-hmm. two can also make them with me. Okay. Oh, you're against. But what that if your too? video? What if your video is way more viral than our videos? Then you well, we won't know until you make. You some. are better at TikTok than us. What is your so- point in this? Why are you so angry that I said that it's not that hard to make a TikTok? I what? <laughs> I'm not. Am I angry right now? It seems like it. You're being very sarcastic towards me right now. I'm feeling hurt. 
I am absolutely delighted because this is the most awkward conversation in live cast history that didn't involve me. Mm. For once, for once, I'm just the bystander. Yeah. Continue. I don't know why I just don't get it, Rob. What's your what's your beef? What's your beef right now? Uh, I don't have a beef. I just think that uh, that creating TikToks is not easy, or perhaps more difficult than you might assume. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, well, I was partially once you, once joking. You start... I was partially joking. I was trying to say that there's a lot of shitty TikTok videos out there, but I also don't think it's as hard as you're making it out to be. Is there a maximum time limit for TikTok videos? Um, no, some of them go on forever. I believe I, mean, I believe they've increased it up to ten minutes, but most of them are under a minute. Because if we clipped this entire conversation and posted it on TikTok, I bet it would do well. If we started a TikTok and our only video was us arguing about starting a TikTok, I think that would be a winner. It would. You'd have to watch it with your phone turned. That's fine. I think it's worth it. I think we could just it could be the audio of this conversation with a picture of like cats fighting, and that would. Our entire audience would be people with scoliosis because they they would see it right away. I think that's a high percentage of our audience already. Oh, so I think that's fine. There you have it. Um, Also with TikTok, there's a big emphasis on captioning, which I think uh, creates like twice as much work. Oh, really? That, That would be a deal breaker. Dusty said, "I'm a Vine guy. I'm not a Vine guy. Well, I, uh, good I never like Musk might be bringing back Vine. So. What? <laughs> I never Why? Vine. Is that just like because it's a word he remembers? So he's like, yeah. The Twitter, Twitter owned Vine. That's why. But they he's can't. Bringing... owned or owns. I mean, they still own it, but they okay. they it's you know closing it. Okay. Yeah. He he wants to bring back literal vines like." <laughs> Like countries with berries on them. Oh, delicious. Oh, Periscope. Didn't we try to Periscope at some point? Yeah, they still have. They just integrated Periscope into Twitter. It's just Twitter live now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but we would Periscope before going live. Yes. To, to encourage people to listen. Hey, look at this clip of me and Rob and the rest of us just eating popcorn before mm-hmm. going live or opening a bag of chips. It was such an innocent time. It was. Yeah. When we when people would meet in places and do things. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that why we traveled every day? I mean, every oh, week, once, uh, once a, week. a week, not every day. Yeah, Traveling's uh, a lot of work, week. Rob. I think you should lead the way and uh, show us how <laughs> yeah, to do pick it. Us up. I agree. It was a lot of work for me. It was like sometimes an hour commute on the way because it'd be rush hour. It'd be brutal. When was it an hour commute from where? From... When I lived in Billiam, Billiamsburg. Bay Ridge. He's okay. on a nickname basis with William with Williamsburg. It's Bill. He calls him Billy Berg. Billy B. Uh, I went to Williamsburg recently. And, uh, you know, I mean, I guess it's been five years since I've lived there. And it's so weird going to a neighborhood that you once knew so well and then seeing how much it's changed. But then taking a step step back and realizing, oh, it's been half a decade since I've been here. Or more, more so, like, I also went to Dumbo recently. And I used to work in Dumbo. Uh, I know these neighborhoods don't mean anything yeah. to anybody outside of New York, but it's just weird to see how 
in, insane that area has become too and just a tourist trap so you miss the old williamsburg and dumbo yeah. is that what you're saying uh, well the funny thing is that williamsburg the williamsburg you lived in at the time was already the changing thing yeah. from yeah. something it was before absolutely but when i moved there there were people who were leaving that were saying the exact same thing that i'm saying right now uh so yeah, what has it, changed since you left well, actually, positively, there's a lot more places to eat that I would want to eat at. <laughs> but there's also, uh, I don't know, just weird bars that are overpriced. And, You're like uh, that song. You really are like that song. You're like, they're opening restaurants that are yes. actually really good. <laughs> I miss the old Williamsburg. <laughs> I don't miss the old Williamsburg. I think it's fine. Uh, it's, uh, I'm just saying it's just weird to be in a neighborhood that you used to know and realize it's not that anymore. I'm not saying it's bad. You want to live in the new Williamsburg, but at the old Williamsburg prices. That's what. Right. Well, That's you know what? That's a good point. Like, there was a moment where I was like, oh, would I want to move back? And then I'm like, no, can you imagine what rent is? And it's, Oof. that's what it is. Thank you. Thank you, Sid. You've, you, you've, you've made my point for me, which is that it's not worth that. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to visit. Yeah. And like experience it, but not, it would be too expensive to live. But I mean, you're independently wealthy now, so you could have, you could probably afford to purchase some Williamsburg real estate. I definitely cannot. <laughs> I definitely mm. cannot. Like not purchase uh, it, but you could afford to live there. At the Bushwick. Rate. Uh, I mean, I could afford to rent for like a few years, yes, but then I'd have I'd quickly have to get a job. No, no. <laughs> oh, we we don't want that. Just double up on your Nutfest columns. That should be fine. Exactly. I'd have to I'd have to find more wrestling column. Games. Just do a TikTok. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to be a TikTok celeb. Yes, I agree with that. To be a TikTok celebrity requires a lot of work. To just do have a series of videos, I was arguing, is not as labor intensive. Because I look at them and they're just like people farting into a camera or something. Like they're just there's just nothing to it. That's not all of them though. But like to be successful, you have to do more than fart in a camera. I agree. I wasn't talking about. I was just saying. I was making. We're just talking about two different things. Yeah, and you still got mad at me. If you're the first person on TikTok to fart into the camera, you're probably a star. But subsequently, you need something else. You need to add something. Put a filter on your butthole, something, make it look like a Garfield's farting into a camera. I mean, I showed you that video of that woman who just eats low main on the camera. Like she's just like <laughs> a 60-year-old woman that just eats low main. Like and talks about her father beating her. Sure, like, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> those but are, she's and, viral. Like, get like, she, but most of those are not viral. Most of those got like a hundred views. That's not viral. That's not viral. Okay, you gotta get you gotta crack 10k to be by no, her Jeez. that one, or you mean like ones yeah. like that? Because hers are, I think, no, like, her she wasn't viral, she was oh. she was mini viral, she was oh. like micro viral, <laughs> I would okay. say. All right, fair enough. Because you even said that you saw her TikToks in like a local Facebook page, it wasn't even through TikTok that you found. No, 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 someone recommended. <laughs> to me like who knows that i okay. like stupid things but also i have to say what's so interesting about the tiktok algorithm is they will recommend these videos that nobody like because uh, you know there's the there there's two feeds on tiktok there's the algorithm feed where you just trust tiktok knows what you want to see you can see what you want and then if you don't like it you know you swipe see the next video 
And then there's the feed of just the accounts that you follow. So it's arguably a more curated feed because it's ones you know that you'll already like. But in the algorithm feed, sometimes they'll show me videos and you could see how many views and likes the videos have. Oh, and these videos have like five likes and like three views. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's TikTok kind of testing virality uh, on its user base. So it's very interesting that you will see videos that aren't viral and you decide if it, in a way, decide by how you react to it if it goes viral. Mm -hmm. Isn't that just what being viral is in any platform? Like the more people like it and promote it, the more it goes around? No, it's different because on YouTube, like there's the discovery is different. Mm -hmm. Because here, the videos, the video is put in front of your face. You don't have a choice um, if you watch it or not. You only have a choice if you continue watching. With YouTube, the only way to get a video is if it's in the related and the thumbnail is attractive enough that you click it. So it's a different way to attract a new audience. So everybody sees everything or there's some algorithm no. that where you're no. presented with videos? Wait. In TikTok, in TikTok, I mean. No, I'm not saying TikTok. TikTok is very select. They'll just randomly show me a video. Me, one person. Not every, not everyone is seeing this video with four likes, but I will watch this video. And I think what happens is if I watch the video to its entirety, if I like the video, if I comment on the video, then uh, it will see that video to other like-minded people. And if they, I'm, you know, if they like it as well, then it'll expand it. Mm -hmm. So it it's more experimental, I think, than the like YouTube would never do that. YouTube would okay. never recommend a video that has five views to me. I see. I don't fully understand, but I think I I think I got an idea. Yeah, it's a totally different ecosystem, and I I will say like it took me hanging out on TikTok for like a few months until I really got its kind of language how it's different than the other networks you mean the uh, language of how the the coding works or the language of how videos are presented like how yeah the, like how videos are presented the art form There's also yeah the art form of it and also how the uh how certain phrases get repeated or avoided to not be punished in the algorithm mm -hmm. uh like what like, what gets avoided? well like white like when you talk about white people in the captions, because the captions are, I guess, what they analyze. They won't write the word white. They write YT, which initially I was like, YouTube? But I thought <laughs> that's just a white. thing. That's like a, a known abbreviation for white people. I've only, I've, the first time I ever saw that was on TikTok before I saw it anywhere else. I see that on black people's Twitter a lot. They just write mm -hmm. white YT people as like a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a joke. It, like it's definitely a, a black people Twitter thing for sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just in their in their subculture. Yeah, in their that's in their what I thought. Twitter yeah. subculture, but uh, I I didn't think they were trying. Maybe like they that. are though, trying to avoid an algorithm or something. But there's also like little like there's there's uh, meme templates kind of on TikTok with certain songs that get reused, uh, and and it, and it doesn't really work outside of the platform. Much like mm -hmm. with TikTok, out there, how there's tick. I mean, uh, with Twitter, how there's specific meme formats okay still don't Here totally understand T tam you can't say nazi so you say nazi mm. n-o-t-s-e-e -E, if you're listening on audio mm -hmm. or on tiktok oh, we, put, no. we put this up sideways <laughs> uh, yeah and it's good what's in the youths go to tiktok for their news 
which I didn't like TikTok is a big search engine, which I, I haven't used it that way yet. But like when there's a big event, people will just go to TikTok, type in the, you know, the keyword of the event and then just watch TikToks about it as opposed to like yeah. going to watch somebody explain a CNN article as opposed to just going to read the CNN article. The You watch Very the woman explain it while eating lo mein. And farting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> That, that, well, that seems useful. So the people, they went to, it's called the Capitol. <laughs> and they broke some of the windows. That's how Alex Skolnick learned about it. He wrote a whole song based on that TikTok. It's Trump sucks, it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Skolnick, D is probably killing it on TikTok. Yeah. Has he I done any new, new rap songs? Oh, no, he yeah, hasn't. So. I haven't seen it. He's still, Rob's on top of that. Trust me. Yeah. So since our interview with him, he has not done a single new rap song. Can we take responsibility for this slash credit? Oh, I hope so. That would be one of the crowning achievements of this program. <laughs> we we shamed him out of his <laughs> rap career. We made him reflect on it. I don't want to say shame. He he realized correctly he was doing the wrong thing, <laughs> making, making the world worse. And he's in good, you know, overall, he's a good guy. He did one bad thing and he thought about it. That's... Does he have any Elon Musk takes this week on his Twitter? Oh, he has to. Yeah. Oh, my God. Elon Musk is just uh, Trump 2.0. How could he not? You know what I mean? Like, he has yeah. to be mad about Elon Musk. He's the perfect. Elon Musk is like the perfect storm for someone like Alex Skolnick to, to be angry about. And like, pee his pants about him. I'm looking on his Twitter page. Let's Maybe see. he's banned. Maybe Alex Skulnik got banned because he said something bad about Elon Musk. Okay, so I guess he's on tour in Europe. Uh. So he has he's obviously not as active, but he apparently tweeted a uh, a video that he captured in his hotel room of a German news report on the Twitter acquisition. But you uh -oh. can't really can't really make out it's in German, so you can't really. Wait, so maybe that's a bad sign. Maybe he's just not making new Trump music because he's on tour. He he's not... surrounded by musicians that smack the Casio keyboard out of his hand. <laughs> oh, what are you like, doing, no! bro? Focus. And the second the tour is over, he's got like three notebooks filled with new new bars. <laughs> Yo, you guys are going to love this, man. I'm David DePepe sucks. Is that the guy's name? The, the guy that Who's, attacked Paul Pelosi. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's his name? I think it's DePape. DePape sounds more fun. DePape Godla. <laughs> yeah, it's DePape. <laughs> ah, I'm going to hammer you with these dope-ass rhymes. <laughs> uh, I read this story in the New York Times. <laughs> Oh my God! It's, <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I bet that that it'll come back when they're off tour. So I'm not ready to give us credit yet for extinguishing his hip hop career. Yeah, Maybe? and also I saw something where like Trump uh, after election day he's going to be announcing his presidency, his uh -huh. candidacy. Oh, just he's going to announce his presidency? He's going to I'm president again. He never stopped <laughs> announcing that. Yeah, I'm the yeah. president now. <laughs> Deal right, with folks. it. 
So is, uh, it gonna, is he gonna? Is the song gonna be Trump still sucks or? Yeah, yeah. Don't let Trump suck. What? Well, he's gonna take my idea because I I thought his song was called Fuck Trump, and it was actually he corrected me. So maybe now he'll record Fuck Trump. Oh. Well, I don't think I think he corrected you because he didn't want to be so explicit about it. He wanted to be tasteful. But that was several Which months. Which to me, ago. like, sucks. Sucks is just as lewd, right? And sucks it includes, like, kind of like, like, subtly homophobic, too. I mean, you're saying Trump's bad because he gives fellatio to a man, right? That's what Trump sucks really uh, mean. I That's how it originated. Yeah. But I feel like now the the, the word sucks has kind of morphed into just a, a general perjo- like you're not most people are not implying oh, this person not. is a blowjob queen. I completely agree. Which with I want to say if Trump gave a blowjob, it would probably be the worst blowjob ever. Uh, yes. he, would, he would barely he would barely use lips. It'd be too much teeth. It's very rude. Rude person <laughs> using teeth. Very rude. <laughs> Wouldn't swallow. (laughs) Very comphobic. Just go, ew, ew, not on my face. Just kind of darting around the head. (laughs) (laughs) Never taking any shaft. Barely any gag. It's it's just gross. He's a little spit. A little spit. He's a little spit. All the people are saying it. It's terrible. Wait, not, not enough spits. Terrible, terrible. We like the spit, don't we, folks? <laughs> we love the spit. This is Trump's monologue at the AVN Awards <laughs> when they get him to host it. And don't forget porn. to cup the balls. Everyone forgets to cup the balls. <laughs> Christy Canyon, great, great lady. Wonderful. Loved her. <laughs> he great, hired Bobby Slayton to write. Great, to co-write. great pendulous boobs. Mm. The great Titi boy is here. Titi boy. <laughs> TT, of course, stands for Trump Trump. What, how did Bobby Slayton get into that? What was the... I, I just remember when I was like 12 and I had a legal cable, he hosted the AVN Awards. When oh, Channel wow. I didn't know that. And he, oh, he was in his element. He I was having the best time. That's great. Trump oh, should Bobby Slayton. be the MC. Forget about like, a, he should just host the whole thing. That yeah. <laughs> Natasha Nice, she was very rude to me. Very rude. Would have it my ass. Very rude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's why. Uh, look. All right. Welcome back to the AV- AVN Awards, folks. <laughs> now it's uh, it's time for our uh, best best lighting on an asshole. <laughs> Listen, they can't all be best actress, okay? You got to cover. Follow all the crew, and they all deserve honor. Best lighting on a puckered asshole. <laughs> oh no, it's not my mouth. <laughs> Best rejuvenation. Re- what? What is that? Vagina rejuvenation. What's that? Yeah, there's a, t- a pop term for that, like revagination. I mean, that's revagination. not quite right. Is that qu- I'm not sure if I'm getting <laughs> it. Right. There is a word for that. I can't think of it right now. Do you think uh, Trump would go down on the lady? Do you think Trump does kind of linger? I don't think. Now, this is pure speculation, clearly. I don't think he loves women. I think he likes sex. I don't think he likes women. And I don't think he particularly, like, loves vaginas in a way that a man who (laughs) loves, loves, loves women would love a vagina. 
So I think he looks at sex as like purely two things, purely utilitarian to get a nut off and power uh, mm -hmm. assertion. So I, I really doubt that he likes to eat pussy, but I don't know. I could be wrong, but I would, I would guess no. Same. I bet he used to do it in like the seventies, eighties, but he probably hasn't done it in like the last 25 years. Right. Right. He might've had to think, thought he had to do it when he needed to pursue women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now he doesn't, he can just like, you know, he's a, he's a rich and well, he's, well, we're talking about Trump. Let's say 20 He's years famous. Years. He's right. very famous, which is half the right. battle. Right, exactly. Yeah, I guess there's no there's no anecdotes about him him eating the in the vagine. I just think to to eat pussy, you have to really like really love to do it and be into it. You know what I mean? Like I, I just picture if you're a straight man, picture like giving a blowjob. Like it just doesn't appeal to you. So you don't do it. So if you do, if you're a straight man that happens to just not be into vaginas, just you just there's some men are like that. I don't know. I guess there's a passion to it. Like you gotta really yeah. love love to do. I it. mean to do it well. You don't gotta tell me, boys. <laughs> I got a passion for rimming. <laughs> well, to do well, you say to do it well, but my point is like there are some men who do it. At like of what we just discussed, like out of an obligation, yeah. or they think it'll get them in good with the woman, or or maybe they really love their their spouse or their partner. They're just not into that thing, but they'll make themselves do it. You know what I mean? But you got to be really into it to really want to do it. Yeah. Do, do you guys enjoy doing the cunnilingus? I yep. do, but I'm also yep. very particular. Like it has to be, you know, only on a leap year. Yes. You had, did you read my journal? <laughs> so will you do it all year, but once every four years? No, <laughs> I'm just like... a, I'm a discerning connoisseur. That's all. Like I'm not I'm not, you know, there's different kinds of vaginas. Has to be. Oh, so like a sloppy pussy? You wouldn't need a sloppy pussy. Has to yeah. I have to be turned on. So even clean has to be aesthetically pleasing. Well, cleanliness, of course. Like that's a given. Mm. Uh, I mean but but aesthetically pleasing. So you're saying some women have fuckable pussies, but not suckable pussies. Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> I would say there are all all. Well, I shouldn't say all. Uh, <laughs> I would say most vaginas are are utilitarian for utilitarian purposes. Great, you know they all you, you put your dick in and it feels great. But there are certain ones that are also very aesthetically beautiful. And that's what I would be attracted to. But if the lights are off, you can't tell the difference. Right. Okay. But I want my experience to be as, you know, all as sensory as possible. So if the lights are off, would you like take your cell phone and shine the flashlight just to get a. Well, I feel like. Feel for the situation. Nah, I mean, <laughs> if I know what the vagina looks like, then I, I can do it with the lights off. You know, if I've seen it, so it wouldn't really matter yeah. that much. Dusty asks, do do you do like to get your ass eaten? I don't. Do you mean? <laughs> do, do you mean all of us? Is that a, for for the whole show to field or sure. me? Because I was. Just I feel talking. like we must have talked about this numerous yeah. times. But I don't. I, I don't object to it. But I don't. Not something I seek out. But if uh, the person brings it to my the brings it to the table, I would not reject it. Yeah, it feels great. Yes, highly it recommended. Does. I feel bad. 
for straight dudes that are <laughs> that are so homophobic that they wouldn't try to get their ass in because Never it is that. one of life's greatest pleasures. I'm not saying it's you guys. I'm just saying in general. Uh, life. Um, it, it's not a thing I'm interested in. Check it out. It's fun. Take a nice thorough shower. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I, I guess I'm in the middle of on this on the opinion range here between the two of you. Rob, Rob, Rob loves it. Sid's not into it. I'm like, Ooh. it does. I've had it done. Does feel good. Not something I seek out though. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I. It's something that happens too often to me. But yeah, why not? Feels good when it happens. It's it, nothing to be ashamed. Of. Again, if you're clean. Well, why would it be anything to be ashamed of at all? And yeah. I'm not saying Sid is saying this because it's a woman doing it. Like yeah, why, she should the, be ashamed. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and the least yeah. shameful ass eating award goes to. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Tasha nice? <laughs> oh, no. I throw that out because Dusty mentioned her. Yeah, no, but that's just pristine. Got oh. a big hole, nice and clean, nice and pink. Big? I don't know if that's something to brag about. <laughs> Natasha yeah, couldn't be hole. here today. Here's Rudolph W. Giuliani to accept this award. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he just turns it into a fox. Janine Pirro comes oh. up. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> and now to, to to accept biggest cum dump is oh. Jesse Waters. Oh, Jesse Waters! <laughs> what? Who Great gets guy. the award for biggest cum dump? Is it the dumper, the dumpy, the director? I would think the one, the the one getting the dump. The That's one the one doing dumped all on. the work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyone the <could> recipient. <laughs> so, so it could be like a Bukaki movie and it's like eight guys dumping. And it's mm. it's not about how much per guy. It's about just the, the grand total. I mean, I guess there's some, you know, there's some credit should be given to the dumpers. But really, let's say the star <laughs> of the show is the dumpy. I think there should be a separate category for just the most from one person. Mm-hmm. Just in sheer volume and mass and maybe territory covered. I just want to hear Trump's rambling every time there's an award, you know? It's you like, know, he'd uh, much rather be doing that than speaking at these generic political rallies. <laughs> That's like his real dream. Like when he was doing that boxing pay-per-view that we talked about like two yes. years ago. Yes, oh, it was so That's good. That's what he really wants. It was so. It was so bad it was good. You know who was a great dumper? Dean Martin. <laughs> Fantastic dumper. Come everywhere. Peter North level issue. Amazing. Everywhere. Peter, Peter North really is an incredible cum dumper. Let's and say. not a drop uh, spilled. They Even... called him Cream Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Next award. Come on up, Hugh Hewitt. Let's go. Come on. You got to get through all of these. Got to plow through them. Oh. <laughs> oh, no pun intended. He wouldn't even be aware of does that. He have, does he insist that Stormy Daniels is banned from the venue? Banned. Lock awkward. the door. Not a good person. Get, he yell at the security guards like in the rally. Get her out of here. <laughs> Throw her out. And it, uh, you remember when he yelled at the other uh, rally attendees to like gang up on the yes. black person that showed uh-huh. up? That's what he would do to Stormy yeah. Daniels at the AVN Awards. 
<laughs> You're right. Oh Mr. Marcus, uh, you over there, uh, <laughs> TT boy, everybody gang up and throw Stormy out, please. <laughs> These are my Get people. <laughs> Mr. Marcus would be his like porn version of Ben Carson. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. I thought you were going to say uh, Silk and Diamond. Uh, well, that would be like Nikki Hunter and... Um. I'm blanking. I'm, clearly, I'm a racist porn watcher. Who, who's another? Huh? Ebony A's. That was there my you 80s, go. 80s black female porn star. Favorite. Isis Nile. Was that someone? Oh, it yeah. Sounds I familiar. I don't, I don't wouldn't tell you what she looks like. I don't know. I know Ebony A's was like my crush when I first oh. discovered porn. Isis Nile was. Oh, she's 53 years old now. Good for oh, her. Oh, man. That's it? It seemed like forever ago that I heard that name. Yeah. Got a picture of Ebony A's that we can show that's not uh what does she look like now? Hold she on. must be like 60 because I, I don't know that I could find like a current picture. She was around like in the eighties or mid eighties, so she's probably like sixty something. Uh, I don't know if I'm finding E A Y E S. Wow, it's like not even uh, any Old, oh, there we go. I found pictures of her from They're back then. Very explicit. Oh, I found some without, like, yeah, that where well, she's clothed, but like sexily. The guys in these pictures just look fucking hilarious. Oh, there's okay. one with with Peter North actually. I tried doing it with Safe Search, and I found. Uh... Here, let's see if I could set. <laughs> the rest of the show is just us googling eighties porn. <laughs> There we go. And not sharing the pictures, just well, you silently. Can, you could put this one up. This is right. this is clothed. Let's see. Okay. Oh, she kind of okay. Uh oh, Rob's about to. Say this is. I wasn't gonna do. I wasn't gonna do a comparison because then Sid would call me racist. So that's I'm right. Stop. You could say she looks like another black woman. That's not racist. Here we go. All right. That's not a great picture of her. I no. just took one that was clothed, but she's she's making a weird face. She's very attractive. Who are you going to say she looks like, Rob? I was going to say she looks like she could be related to Robin Quivers. Oh yeah, I can see that. from the neck down, like what? I don't see it in the face. See it a little bit. Because it's a like black woman, with big boobs. Maybe a that's cousin. what. What you're saying right now, Sid, is why I didn't want to say it. And now you made me say it, and now you're like, now you're giving me shit for it. That's yeah. why I didn't say it. <laughs> That's why I made you say it, because I wanted to give you son of a bitch. Well, like <laughs> it would have it would have been worse if you said like Keenan Thompson or something. At least this is a, a woman, you know. What? Uh Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I could see if you get the right wig. Oh jeez! Could make it work. Steve Harvey. Oh no! Well, Rob, Photoshop a mustache onto this. This no. is like the the who would maybe know Kim a fuck Waynes. Game. Maybe she looks like a porn Kim Waynes from the Waynes family. I could sort of maybe like, but you know, thicker. Yeah, I see that one more than uh, Robin Quivers. Yes. Ooh, Robin. <laughs> so yet the AVNs with Trump. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. No, she that was Ebony A's, Howard. 
<laughs> oh, sorry, Robin. <laughs> I wonder if Ebony has been on the Howard Stern show. Oh, good point. I hope she's alive. As soon as, as, soon as I saw her pictures, it took me back to that time. I was very infatuated with her. Do you need to pause for a couple minutes, Darren? No, I'm okay. It's more. It feels more. It feels more like sentimental than like I, I have a chub. You know. <laughs> if you did have one, would you tell us? Yeah. Well, this is a very open and honest show. I don't know where you've been for the last 14 years. <laughs> I can honestly attest and swear on a stack of Bibles. I do not have a chub at the moment. Totally Should we make a rule that going forward, anytime one of us has a chub during the show, we have to announce it? It might derail the show. We should have a buzzer. <laughs> a buzzer. Chubby buzzer. That way we don't stop what we're talking about. It should be a, a boing, boing. Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't think I've ever had one. I don't think I've ever had one during the show. We're, never in 14 years? Once? Like you didn't see a hot guy picture or something that we were Not showing? Not even on that screen? one time I had to sit on your lap the whole show? Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I, could, I could see a photo of a hot guy without getting a boner. I might get like intrigued but i'm not like not hard kind of even a man are you you don't even get the, the like the twitch of a boner that's the start of a boner just by Is looking that... at a photo yeah i mean it has to be a very tantalizing photo but it's just weird that yeah, you don't like this is an alien concept to you like i don't say i'm not saying i get a boner at every single picture of a woman that's hot but it happens sometimes never happens at all not at a photo no wow okay I mean, again, I will say like, "Oh, this is an attraction." I will, I will mentally be aroused, but physically, You're a better man than not I. So much. What about that time Odorous took his wiener out? I think uh, that was just sad, though. I would say that was the opposite of a boner. That was a retracted. Oh, <laughs> like, was, like my penis went in. Oh, wait, just because of his penis looked, or because he was all drunk and like stumbling on himself? Just the whole, the whole presentation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rob's yodeling all of a sudden. It wasn't because oh. he had like a bad penis or anything, right? No, it's it's a fucking penis. It's a fucking penis for sure. <laughs> he was uncircumcised. Oh, I'm glad I looked away. Uh. <laughs> R.I.P. a penis. Uh, yeah, I mean, and the rest of them, also. Yeah, I miss him. You miss the old odorous penis. It's really wild how many former show guests are dead now and died before their time. Yeah, and I want to say, just by sheer math, it was going to happen. We've been on this show for fourteen years. You know what I mean? But yeah, I still it's still, it's still a lot. It, I agree with you. Yes. Yeah. It, it, well, it's, it, you know what it is? I don't know if it's a lot or it's not a lot, but it's weird to, to know somebody, talk to them at great length. And some of them are, you could consider in some way our friends, you know, and they're gone. Like, you know, it's yeah. just like, I, I think the show has contributed to me having more death near death experiences with people because of like yeah. how long it's been going on. Yeah. Speaking of which, Rob, didn't uh, Black Dahlia Murder perform with their new singer this week? And I saw you tweeted mm-hmm. about it. Uh, it was, I believe, last Saturday. Yeah, uh, it was. It's their guitarist is their new singer. He moved their founding guitarist. Okay, moved moved on to vocals, and I'm happy to report he sounds great. It's a it's a it's a fitting tribute to Trevor, and it's again, I absolutely understand why they want to keep going. Uh, and I fully support it. I saw it. It sounds authentic. It sounds 
I mean, I can't, you can't, you know, nothing will replace uh, Trevor as a front man and a presence. Can't really say that, that it's better or worse. I would, it's obviously a different thing, but uh, it's, it's still good. I think it, and it's still uh, the Black Dahlia murder and the music, and music sounds great. And they got their old guitarist to come back to play second guitar. So they're, uh, two the two guys that they have playing guitar now are really really good. <clears throat> so nobody joined the band. He just slid into the vocal uh, role and also plays the guitar. No, they brought in an old guitarist to take over yeah. guitar duties. Uh, but he, he was a guy already in the band who was a great guitarist. Uh, so so it's keeping it all in the family. So I think it's a very it's a very respectful way. I think to continue the band, and I think they are all about that and all about paying tribute to Trevor. And I actually, I mean, I was too lazy to, to fly out to Detroit to see it, but they're going to be playing Philly, uh, I believe next spring for the decibel metal and beer festival. And I will drive down to Philly to see them, but there's no tour imminent. It's just like one-off shows for now. Yeah. I believe it's just one-offs. I don't think they want to tour just yet. But they're gonna like do new music and tour. They're gonna be like an active like band. Yeah, this is their job. Like for all of them, you know, like this is all they know. Sure. So they're gonna keep going, and I support it. Fully. Of course, it's not like one of the members fucking tried to have his wife killed. It just you know tragedy yeah. happened. You're allowed to go on. I don't think anybody begrudges them. This is not a controversial decision on their part. Yeah, Darren, you muted. Sorry, I was gonna say if you think about it, they're exactly the anti as I lay dying. Like they they're together yeah. to pay tribute, and these guys are there because they're forced to be because they need money. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think basically the whole band is no longer in the band, and like it's a only band now, except for the drummer, who uh, Tim has said doesn't even talk to him. <laughs> He's so fucking weird. Okay, so let's change it to uh, Five Finger Death Punch then. Oh yeah. <laughs> absolutely uh let's so speaking of music let's talk about our spotify picks every week we each pick a song and we throw it on a playlist we call the rep a live cast a music break and uh you can check that out on spotify and this week i picked a song uh like i as promised last week i picked uh a song from 808 state uh who I've really been enjoying. Darren mentioned them on the show a few weeks ago, just as an electronic band that he would hear all the time mentioned when he worked in a record store. And whoever kept mentioning to you have really good taste because they're really, really good DJs. Uh, they have a surprising amount of songs with Bjork. Uh, that that are re they're really interesting. Uh, like where they like actually collaborated or just they re remix her songs? Well, it's so it's it's kind of both, uh, because some some I I'm I'm honestly not too familiar with Bjork, but now I kind of want to really dive into. Oh, she's her. great. Uh, but uh, one of them was a remix of one of their songs where they just put her vocal lines on like one of their big songs. But she's on a few tracks. Yeah, I think they're they're regular collaborators, and they have this. Uh, collaboration album with uh, this one MC MC Hammer 
No. Hold MC on, Light. MC Skolnik. Oh, no. MC Tunes. Oh, boy. And it's kind of Beastie Boys-esque. I sent a, a track to Darren, and uh, I, can't I said it's... Uh, there was like there's one track that almost sounds like the same sample, like a sample that they would use on Paul's boutique. Oh, um, check your head at the time. Oh, check your head. I'm sorry, that's what I said. You're right. No, no, no. It was check your head. Um, and uh, I, I actually I looked it up and it, it, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it but wasn't I hear a, what you were saying uh, though. For sure. But it sounds it's very much that same vibe, and it came out uh, in 1990. So it's fun white boy rap. Uh, the North at its heights is the album. MC Tunes and 808 State. So I really like 808 State. I picked basically their most famous song. Uh, it's a great intro to them. It's just a really chill instrumental track. And Bjork is great. Bjork, uh, if you had to describe, when I've had to describe Bjork to people, I just that are like into metal. I I say she's like uh, the female Serge Tankian with the wide vocal range. She can be very soft and sweet and beautiful and mellow. And then she can fucking scream. Like she could seriously do like hard thrash type vocals, but that's not the type of music she makes, but like she has the vocal mm -hmm. quality where she can, she can really have a raspy yell to her. And she's just really just loves experimental music and love. She's just amazing. And she's a yep. great, like, like a humanitarian and she's a great actress. Like she's just the, she just never really pursued like being a huge, I think she could have been a huge Hollywood star if she wanted to. She just never really, she's comfortable doing her own thing and she's, yeah. she's amazing. Yeah. A lot of, uh, yeah, I definitely, so yeah, I definitely want to maybe next week I'll have a Brooke track. On yeah. Uh, what did you pick Darren? I picked ice tea and Slayer. <laughs> Uh, co collaborating on the, the song on the Judgment Night soundtrack of 1994, I want to say, called Disorder. Judgment Night was a movie, a very, very, very bad movie with Emilio Estevez, where a bunch of like white, like party dudes all rented a van to go to a sporting event, I think a football game. Yeah. And they get trapped in a bad neighborhood and a bad neighborhood, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, then they have to fight their way out of the bad neighborhoods. It's a very, very bad movie. I do not condone this movie at all. It's terrible. However, it has a really, really good mm -hmm. soundtrack. I feel like where... the soundtrack has long outlived the movie. Like, oh, yeah. Everybody oh, yeah. talks about the soundtrack. Nobody talks about the movie. Mm -hmm. And it is a it is. A, they're all hybrids of hip hop bands and metal bands, or some of them are like like hip hop metal. I would say so. I think um, who else is on that? If you could like uh, pull up the list for Isn't me, there like Biohazard, Biohazard, on and there, maybe Biohazard with Onyx, Biohazard with yep. Onyx. Uh, I think Faith and, No More uh, is on there. Faith No More is Bu Booya Tribe and Faith No More. Living <laughs> Color uh, Run DMC, Helmet House of Pain. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, Living that's... Color and Run DMC track is really good too. Cypress yeah. Hill and Sonic, Sonic Youth. Youth. Yeah. Was that before or after the Simpsons episode that had both of them? Don't know. I mean, they were on Lollapalooza together, but even oh, still. Oh, it was 93. I thought it was 94. But anyway. Dinosaur Jr. and Del the Funky Homo Sapien, mm -hmm. which I may have put on our playlist like way back. Just so this is the Homer Palooza episode was a 96. It's probably recorded in 95, okay. so it was after. All right. So this is a great soundtrack, and th this I, never I would say Dinosaur Junior either. Are they? Yeah, are they you should. Getting, yeah, oh yeah, sure. for sure. 
some of those tracks sound almost like the two bands. It's still it's still good, but they're like the two bands are not reaching the full potential of a collaboration. But this Slayer and Ice T song is just match made in heaven. Like it's the their Slayer is basically Ice T is the Slayer of hip hop, I would say. Uh, so it just works so great. It's just a great like they're both screaming and I don't know. It's just great. You have to you have to you have to check it out. Sid, you also have a collab. Yeah, uh, my beloved Jeff Rosenstock put out a new EP with his frequent collaborator, Laura Stevenson, where they do Neil Young covers. Mm. And they're actually touring, doing just a set of all Neil Young covers. I will not be going to that because I don't leave the apartment. But uh, I picked uh, their cover of Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. It's really fun. It's really good. Oh, and and before I forget, RIP this week in honor of Twitter stands for really inefficient platform. (laughs) Uh, And of course, I want to mention our Patreon. Five bucks gets you access to the Patreon, which has two new bonus episodes a month. And we have over two years now of great, great bonus episodes. We have watch-alongs of the first Very Bad Danzig movie, the Kiss night at the phantom or whatever that their shitty really shitty movie kiss barely a movie the phantom of the park kiss meets the phantom of the park when is we the have new a... fucking danzig movie coming out we've been waiting to do a watch along of this shit for like a year and a half and it's still not available yeah. what is the hold up this is just an know. occupational hazard of watching shitty movies is that sometimes they don't get made <laughs> well it got made it exists <laughs> they don't get released it. right it's just not available for common street scum like us rob you use your connections to get a bootleg there's got it's it's got to exist know. somewhere but we wouldn't be allowed to show it if it was yeah bootleg. well we're not really allowed to show it anyway uh Gosh, we also yeah. have uh, a watch along of kurt and courtney obviously mm. which was great highly recommend watching that very very fun a documentary uh this very <laughs> awful british documentary and tries to make a documentary uh, investigating if Courtney Love killed Kirk Cobain and he has nothing and he has to stretch for an hour and a half and it is an absolute joy to tear apart. It legitimately, I say this with all seriousness, could be the worst documentary ever made. Ever. Yeah, especially watching it back uh, when we did, like watching it with fresh eyes, you realize, wow, yeah, this is nothing. There's nothing there. It's, it's almost impossible to pick a documentary po- topic about something where there's absolutely yeah. no material to make a documentary. It was really just it. like, well, we spent this much money filming this shit. We got to put something out. Yeah. Editor, do your best. And it's just laugh. God, God bless the editor. He, he put something out. It is, it's a lot of nothing into a, a something. It's not really a badly, like if you just forget what he's talking about and look at it as a piece of filmmaking, it's not a badly made yeah. movie. There's yeah. just no content to it yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. But listen, he did a great job of like finding Seattle weirdos to talk to. Yes, that's all it is. You can yeah. hang out in Seattle for, yeah. for 90 minutes and get the exact same experience. Yeah. It's like the movie Slacker, but it's in Seattle and there's even less of a narrative. Go that's watch our, our thing of it. Don't watch all of that is on our Patreon. Yeah. Five bucks a month. And uh, what was the what do we do at the top of the month? I've already forgotten. Another hypotheticals. Yes. What were some of the hypotheticals that we that oh, we answered? God. Do you remember? It was if you um, if you could only have 
this feeling for the rest of your life you'll feel this way forever which would you pick and it was uh having just done a hard day's work and laying in bed uh what was the other two refresh my memory chewing like and swallowing the first mouthful of your favorite food after starving yourself for 48 straight hours right and to and rob said taking a piss yeah. after holding it in for a long time for 90 minutes right so that we answer that and many other weird questions in our latest bonus episode and uh in the middle of the month we're going to be doing a review of the new weird al movie yes. so come hang out with us on our patreon patreon.com slash rplifecast and we appreciate all the support and if you want to throw in five more bucks you get to be a top livecast fan which gets which 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 gets you a shout out at the end of the show that is this moment right here I want you to do this as if it was for a TikTok video that you want to go viral. Eat some lo mein. <laughs> you, Rob. Okay, here's my here's my viral TikTok. Eric, Benjamin, Dan R, Sam, I am, Mindy Mayer, Skippa, Jander. Shasur Sasusitz, Rabba Ganoush, a.k.a. Justin, Cattle Decaf, Rabba Vampiro, Hugo Likes Tacos, Lando Denks, LaCroix, Corey and Scotty H., Doug Pigman, Douglas, who are you, Levison? Hey, guys, it's Josh. See, I told you making a TikTok was easy. Easy. You're right. You just did it that way. For yeah. Oh, wait. captioning would be easier. Oh no, nipples. And then I flash my boobs. That's yeah. his titties, baby. That's my pillows, baby. That's our show, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next Saturday. Hope to see you there. And we love you. And we kiss you. Bye bye. Bye. Love you.